Hey guys, it's Dana DiLorenzo, Kelly from Ash vs. Evil Dead. You're listening to Midwest Monsters. What a cool name. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable, but I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're gonna go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's. Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast, and now here are your hosts. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Mad Chan, Professor Wagstaff. Good to be with you again here, folks. Another nice, uh, actually cool evening in Muncie, Indiana. Not cool, cool, but we got a break from this hot, hot, hot humidity that we've had. It's probably in the 70s outside. I'll take it. Still humid as all get out, but a nice, a nice temperature. So, uh, hey, coming at you with another installment of the Monster Mash. The mash. It was the Monster Mash. A graveyard smash. Let's go around and say what we picked and why, Mad Chan. I'm looking at you. Uh, I picked popcorn. Um, I thought I'd seen the movie. Realized I hadn't. Um, it. I like theaters. I love old school horror. I heard it was a throwback to William Castle. I couldn't wait to watch it. I thought it fit with the theme too very cool professora i picked killer clowns from outer space and uh i picked it because it's fun and the two that you had picked were fun not that they had to all go together but it just seemed like a nice marriage for this episode this was um uh this was uh pretty pretty uh, pretty Pretty good. good. <laughs> we, uh, we did this kind of intentionally. We, uh, Mad Chan and I had picked some fun movies, and uh, we had done this before once with like a night of the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, where we yeah. picked, where we picked, uh, you know, show night of the comet, night of the creeps, and uh, night of the demons. Yep. And we're like, man, so we tonight we just kept like rolling with a fun theme, yep, for this one. So, yeah, so that brings that back to me, and I picked a little film called shopping mall yeah and uh i tell you i'd heard a lot about it heard a lot about it watched it for the first time a couple months ago and thought hey this is fun let's do this for the show so uh and uh nice to know that it's getting a, a decent blu-ray release yes. coming out here soon oh chopping mall Lionsgate vestron yep there which for blu-ray collectors is a big deal because their library's huge yeah so they're starting with blood diner mm-hmm. chopping mall and waxwork one and two Yep. And then, and a two pack, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Chud 2 is also maybe right yep. around the corner, but who knows what all that's going to open up. So, if, I would assume if these first handful sell, could be pretty awesome for, yeah. for us fans. I hope they're at a good price point. Yeah. 
Um, and also popcorn is actually getting a Blu-ray from, uh, Synapse. Fun. I think maybe later this year. Cool. They haven't announced it yet, but I know that they're working on it. I hope so. That's my girl, Kelly Jo Mentor. <laughs> All right. So Mad Chan, what are we starting with? Oh, let's go ahead and start with the Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, 1988. Directed by Steven Chiodo. Written by Charles Edward and Steven Chiodo. Otherwise known as the Chiodo, Chiodo Brothers. Brothers. Um, Mike Tobacco was played by Grant Kramer, Debbie Stone by Suzanne Snyder, Dave is played by John Allen Nelson, that's Officer Dave, uh, Officer Curtis Mooney by John Vernon, and my personal favorite, Bob McReed is played by a young Christopher Titus. Initial <laughs> thoughts? Your favorite. I do. Titus is one of my favorite stand-ups, so when I hear him talk about being, I'd never even noticed him before. I've seen this movie a few times. So when he talked about being in this movie, I went back and specifically looked for him. He's like in two scenes. He has like the fondest memories <laughs> of scenes that aren't in the movie. So I'm wondering what happened. Do you know if Titus likes his own stand-up as much as you like his stand-up? I don't think anybody likes Titus' stand-up <laughs> as much as I like <laughs> Titus' stand-up. I've seen him a few times. But he's, a, he's a fun guy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> Way to call me out, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mad Chan just got the biggest laugh of the episode. Um, initial thoughts for me was uh, the clowns were actually scarier than I remembered. I'd only seen this once before, and the I remembered it being much more Campy. heavy on the camp, bizarre comedy yeah. angle. There was really a little bit more horror to it than I remember. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just me as a viewer and what I've watched in between the viewings of this. Uh-huh. But that was the thing I took away most from this, was that there was definitely more horror to it than I remembered. Cool. Cool. Uh, this is unique for me. This is the third time I viewed the film. The first time I remember most of it. <laughs> 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 to be honest, uh, you know, uh, when my late wife and I lived together, uh, I had Fridays off, but she had to work. So Thursday nights was like my guy night. I'd stay up playing video games, watching movies, drinking a little whiskey here and there. And always towards the end of the night, I'd be like, ah, I'm not ready for bed, but I don't want to watch something serious. Oh, I'll watch that killer clowns. Put it in, start watching it. By halfway through, I, I didn't know where I was. It's like uh, <laughs> the good girl with Jennifer Aniston. I've never seen that sober. That's Just, right. Get blackout drunk every time it's been on. Don't know so, why. So this is the first time I, I've actually watched it uh, in a state of sobriety that I could recall the whole film. So uh, uh, enjoyed it. Good. I was going to say, it. I hope that went well. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. The, come on. This is a movie that's got Grizzly Hadner written all over it. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, synopsis. So, um, <laughs> there, there's a comet. Yeah. Uh, there's, so the bunch of kids are up at the makeout point at the, the top of the world is what yeah. they call it. A bunch of kids are up at the top of the world, making out, drinking their champagne, at the having, lovers lane. having a good old time. And we're in oh, California, right? I, I believe so. And then, and then overhead, we see a bright shooting star-esque comet-like thing. And some of the kids decide that they want to go chase it down. Suzanne Snyder convinces Mike. or So Debbie convinces Mike, hey, let's go find it. And he says it's thousands of miles. She said, no, it's just right over the horizon. And so 
we go and we start looking for what the comet was. Um, we have the old man. The old man and his dog also see a comet, and they go to chase it down with a shovel and a bucket, and when they stumble upon it before Debbie and Mike, mind you, they find a circus tent, a rather large yes. circus tent. Yeah, that's and, the, the old farmer's Royal Dano, who's in a lot of yes. a lot of stuff before this. Yeah, so they find the circus tent. He's the grandpa of Paul Dano. That's <laughs> not true. How about book him, Dano? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I got a laugh earlier. I'm like, I want another one. Just one more to so I know that it was all worth it. But anyway. You're working too hard, but right, I know, right? Working too hard. So anyway, when we when we everybody goes to discover that there's a huge uh circus tent, and the circus tent was the whatever was flying through the air. And our lead characters go inside, and when they go inside they find out that there are bodies mm. wrapped up in what looks like cotton candy and hung everywhere. And then they meet the clowns. And I want to go on note of record to say, no one stores cotton candy like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a standard. You, you don't procedure. pre-make cotton hey, candy. Yeah, hey, on earth. That's <laughs> true. That's true. You don't know how they do it in space, man. <laughs> right so this is like a I little, and then things happen. So the clowns get out and they start dispersing through town and hijinks ensues. And what we find out is the clowns are capturing humans. We don't know. We find out that they drink their blood. It's for consumption. <laughs> the curly straw. <laughs> yes. Dude, that big crazy straw was fun. Yeah. Dude. That was I also fun. love that the interior of the tent is nothing like the outside. Right. right. I've loved that stuff since I was a little kid. You kind of go in and it's a whole new universe in there. Whole new world. <laughs> um, thoughts. So, would you what'd you enjoy about the movie? <laughs> it's just you've got alien clowns uh, terrorizing a small city. I love it. It's just funny. It's it's just got a charm to it. Um, I mean, just everything that like all the circus tropes that they hit from cotton candy to the 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 tent being the spaceship. To the balloon animal yeah, dog that comes balloon out dog. after him. That That's comes funny. out after him. To the shadow puppets. Oh, the shadow mm-hmm. puppet is my, one of my favorite highlights of this film. I mean, it's just... Uh, <laughs> it's just it's all these great tropes. It's so funny. It's well done. The costumes are great. Um, I love the Chiodo brothers. Uh, right. I mean, it, and, you know, I mean... I love Ernest Scared Stupid. Right. And Ernest Scared Stupid is almost a remake of killer clowns. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> conceptual wise, Pop it on the nose. Concept, conceptually it is, right. it's like the same sort of thing. You've got these trolls that kind of look like the clowns and they're all funny shapes and sizes. And right. they do these little tropes like Ernest scared stupid. I love it's, 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 it's like they ripped off their own movie, right? but in a good way. You know, I love the look of the clowns, man. They look cartoony, yep. but they also look scary. Yes. I mean the, the, the yellowed out, Teeth that are rotting, their sharp and jagged edges, the smiles that aren't quite right. You know, there's the the look of the clowns is great mm-hmm. in this movie. Plus, they're tall, they're oversized. I mean, I know they're people in cotton, but I mean, they're tall, they're oversized. They're just not of this world, and they never pretend to be. Right, and that's I really enjoyed that, <laughs> Professor. Yeah, uh, I love the cotton candy 
cocoons first and foremost i love the way they look it reminds me of kind of old 50s sci-fi stuff yeah oh very um i love that we keep the clown silent i think Mm -hmm. that is paramount in the success of this film the fact that we never get too goofy with them talking it kind of makes them more sinister but also allows for the, the the comedy look um the comedic look that we've got going on with the clowns it's like it kind of allows it to just balance back and forth perfectly by just keeping them silent Mm -hmm. which is something i like a lot about it i like also that we never try and do too much with the special effects Mm -hmm. this movie is always very self-aware of its capabilities and so i feel like they try and maximize that in any given setting so like with with the hand puppets and the shadow then we turn into like the dinosaur type animal that eats yes. them. Yeah. We, we never try to do too much with that. We do silhouette animation on the wall. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. little things like that. When we've got uh, the clown out on the vehicle, mm-hmm. the little like motorcycle, whatever you want to call it, yeah. out yeah. alongside the car, we don't show a lot of that. We keep it black around the vehicle. And viewers know what they're doing. And it doesn't matter because it's better to not sell the farm and leave it the way it is. And that's what I think is so interesting about this film is that it's so ridiculous yet so reserved in many ways. Yeah. Um, which is why I think it works. And I mean, with a name like that, you don't expect it. Killer clowns from outer space. That is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like when you mm-hmm. go into watching that, you are just expecting a steaming pile of shit. Oh yeah. And there's really a lot more enthusiasm in the film, you know, than, you would ever expect. I mean, I can remember working back in the record store years ago and this being like a gift at Christmas time, semi gag gift, but yeah. not oh, yeah. quite. Yeah. And I remember thinking, Oh man, killer clowns from outer space. Bet that's good. And I can remember the first time I watched it thinking, this is nothing like what I was expecting. <laughs> and I, you know, I think the name will probably hinder it from ever getting like top credit in mm-hmm. some areas, but it really is an impressive balance between sci-fi comedy and horror. Yeah. I mean, I just, and you know, this, this viewing really hit that home Mm -hmm. because I kind of remembered it, but I kind of didn't, you know I mean? The first time you watch it, you just try the best to take it in you can because it's so bizarre. Yeah. Right. But it's a great balance. I mean, that's all there is to it. Like at the end of the day, there's really nothing like it. Yeah. I mean, there just isn't on DVD. It was a part of the MGM midnight movies line. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My daughter loved this movie. Nice. She sat there and she's like, I've got so much I want to say about this movie. And I was like, good. Keep it to yourself. Start your own (laughs) podcast. But good. (laughs) Like, ain't nobody got time for that. No, but I mean, she really, she had ever throughout the movie. She would just keep making like running commentary. Dad, why is he doing that? Oh, that's, Oh, look at that. You know, like, like when it came to the shadow puppet scene, I was like, watch because she was playing with the dog. I was like, no, 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 watch this. If you don't watch anything else, watch this. This is great. And different things. I find myself doing that a lot. Like you said, the simplicity of the movie professor, like we don't see a lot of turning people into things. Yeah. We see a lot of gun aiming. We, we don't get these goofy Ray gun type, they didn't add a whole lot to it. You know, it's just like, oh, no, we see the clown aim the gun. We shoot back. We assume you're assuming we've seen it once. We don't need to do it 50,000 times. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't need to see the pod people getting turned. You know what I'm saying? We know what it looks like now. As we said it. before, keep it simple. Steve. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and when you don't disappoint the viewer by trying to do something you can't afford to, the viewer continues to have fun and that builds to where by midway through 
through the movie, it doesn't matter that you're not showing some of this stuff. Nobody's thinking about that. Because they're having a good time. Yeah. I mean, something as simple, like I mentioned, is the clown's not talking. Now you don't have to mess with the mask work that we're dealing with because they're not talking. You can put fake eyes on it. You don't have to sell that. They're aliens. And I think, to me, that is the biggest decision in this film that makes it great, is that they don't talk. You just They're just ominous, but they're fun. The, the mask work that they make works because you don't have to do anything with it. You can put fake eyes. Some of them look like there's real eyes behind them. Some of them clearly are fake eyes. Mm-hmm. And, but none of that matters because they made the choice. We don't need to make them talk. It's yeah. fun enough without it. Right. And that's my favorite thing about this. And they added such just enough expression in the faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the smiles or the grimace, you know, just and like when they show those big, I, I've mentioned it before, but they show those big, ugly, jagged yeah. teeth just in this <laughs> kind of like the big guy. I like the big guy. The and, big guy's my favorite. And just enough silly sounds coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, no talking, but just like. <laughs> you know like stuff like that like trying to get attention out of people yeah mm-hmm. I, I agree i like that they were going door to door pretty much just like hey hey what's up well uh, they go door to door they do all this and then by the end they're just driving this huge vehicle around town like all right man let's sweep up all this shit and get out of here yeah you know? what about when he punches off that biker's head <laughs> <laughs> Flies in the trash. He comes can. pulling up, and the biker gang. He should have let the man ride his bike. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, dude, good. I'm with you. They're making fun of him, and he just poof, pops the <laughs> Well, he disappears and hops back in the scene with boxing gloves. Yeah. Just the appropriate amount of cheese, mm-hmm. but then knocks the dude's head off. There you go. It's yeah. just like I'm gonna yeah. come back into you. Gives him the cheese, knocks his head off. Perfect. Yeah. Just perfect. And like this scene may seem silly, but one that I really love is when I think it follows right after the hand puppet with the shadows, the silhouettes, when the cop car comes racing at him and and he shoots into the air. Yeah. It's something simple, but it's something that also reminds you what you're watching. Like this is sci-fi. Yeah. You know, like it's just so many little tiny things in this film that just add to it to just make it fun throughout. And let's not forget that Dean Wormer from Faber College is one of the cops. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's not only a cop. Uh, he's not only the cop. He's the, he's the asshole cop yes. who is convinced that all these reports of clowns are just people fucking with him. Yeah, right. And he gets his. That's right. In a very funny scene, I, I enjoyed that thoroughly where they turned him into a a puppet yeah. or a, a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, yeah, right. I thought that was fun. About death by pie. or better yet when they get trapped in the spaceship and everywhere they keep turning like oh it's another door (laughs) i do like that. oh another door the the gag with the four doors yeah was great like it came with that appropriate you're running away and then they open the door and then there's another door so they open it Mm -hmm. it. yeah i really enjoy things like that are fun dude they really are you're on the run from big goofy clowns man (laughs) And the brothers. What about the brothers in the ice cream truck? <laughs> yes. Love those guys, yes. man. <laughs> what about they fall down in the pit? They've been searching. These two guys have been had girls with them. They're searching for girls. That's oh, yeah. The, the whole thing. Yeah. And what were their names? Do you remember? No. Mm-hmm. The Transient. Transient brothers? The tr- whatever. The Transient brothers. Transient. And they're 
Yeah, they're transient. They're, they're they're homeless guys with no shoes. They're transient. <laughs> they're trans- they're tra- they travel the brothers. company. But anyway, <laughs> so I like that because they fall down in a. They end up in a ball pit, and they end up with two female clowns. And then the next time you see them, their clothes are ripped to shreds, and they got big kiss marks all over their face. <laughs> it's just little gags like that that make this man. But I like this one. Most importantly, how do you kill the clowns? That nose, son. Yeah, bop them, bop them the in the nose. Bop them on the nose. So good. And and that's also the way that you knock out the droids in Star Wars exactly, episode one. That's exactly what Bop it on the of. nose. Bop it on the nose. <laughs> so, oh, man, <laughs> Professor is not pleased with us bringing up that reference. No, no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so uh, that's all my notes for Killer Clowns. This is a rad movie. It's a lot of fun. It's as... MGM promoted it. It's a midnight movie. Yeah. Uh, midnight madness. Yeah, I did it to point something out. At the end of this film, we at the end of this film, the the tent, the big thing blows up, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, yay, everybody lived. Officer Dave lived. Mike lived. She lived. The brothers lived. What about the two thousand people that were? Dead in the cocoon that were in the cocoons, yeah. man. Yeah, like I mean, we didn't break nobody. I guess out. that's collateral damage. <laughs> right. They were just like, Well, at least we're still here, guys. There's nobody else to buy our wares in town, but we're all still here. <laughs> yeah. That is the one thing that I always got that I always chuckled about is they left all those people in there. And then at the end when it blows up, they're all just gone. They're all just dead. It's like, oh, we're all right. Uh, we good. We good. We good. So speaking I like, of, I like killer clowns. If you guys get the chance, pick it up on Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, recommendations, final thoughts. Definitely watch it, watch it, love it, buy it. Yeah. No Professor. Doubt. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Oh yeah. Without question. If you're a horror fan, just buy it. Mm-hmm. Which, and I mean, to add to that, like we're not going to the, all three of these films. I mean, there's really not much to go, you know, debate wise, <laughs> real deep. Which yeah. is fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. These are fun. It's good to have fun movies. movies. And, yeah, and the last one, Popcorn, that we talk about will that, be the most yeah, serious. That does, yeah. It's got some serious tones. But uh, that being said, moving right along into our next one, another fun one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's called Chopping Mall. <laughs> no, nah, I'm teasing. Chopping Mall, uh, 1986, directed by Jim Wynarski and written by Jim Wynarski and Steve Mitchell. Um, starring Kelly Maroney, Tony O'Dell, Russell Todd, Barbara Crampton, Mary Warnoff. Well, well, she's in a couple of scenes. Mary Warnoff, Dick Miller. And did you guys happen to notice Angus Grimm? No. No. I got most excited about Dick Miller because yeah. he's always that guy. Rodney Eastman, too, from Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, yeah. Who was Dr. Carrington? Maybe I missed it. I seen this when I was doing the prep for, for this movie. I didn't end up seeing him. Angus Grimm was the, the Angus Grimm was billed under the name Lawrence Guy, hmm. but I didn't see whoever. So if you guys see Doctor Carrington, or maybe we missed it, or maybe on a further view, if you guys have a comment, have back leave it on out. the Facebook page because I didn't see him, yeah. even though he's very prominently billed. So interesting. Right on, guys. Go ahead. This is All your right. pick, right? So the synopsis. Number one, the working title of this movie was Killbots. Killbots yeah. And this was the TV name for it. So they um, originally, it was going to be called Killbots. And they, they called it that on TV. And uh, they made him change the title for a reason. Any guesses why? No. 
Mm-hmm. Here you go. Two reasons. What year did this come out? 1986. What's selling at that time? What type of movie? Oh, slasher. Flip. Slashers. So you got to call this Chopping Mall. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to throw chopping in the title. And also what's big at the time? Malls. So you got to throw in the slasher angle. Yeah, yeah it's the it's, 80s. It's, yeah. Reaganomics. So yeah. Killbots just as a title fell flat. So they said, call it Chopping Mall, even though it has nothing to do with slashers. No one getting chopped up, so to say. Right. And uh, so that's that's how it got changed. See, and, I'm going to let you know right now. That's what I went into this expecting. Uh, I, I yeah. was hoping I was expecting kids locked in a mall for some strange reason. Some guy picking them off. And that art too. That like uh, yeah. bloody hand holding the bag. Yeah. sort of thing. Even though it looks like a robot hand, but they could have been slasher robots. You well, know I saying? mean, not even that. Like I didn't even pay as much attention to that as I liked the title. I yeah. was like, oh, chopping mall. And then the previews. You know. When did you see this first? Uh, three nights ago. Oh, for this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Professor? I had only seen maybe the first third of this. Okay. And then okay. I just hadn't gotten back to it gotcha. yet. So this was my first full viewing. And same here, two months ago. I remember seeing the case for it. I remember hearing about it, but yeah. I never watched it. Another thing to consider, too, before I get to the synopsis, uh, uh, synopsis Jim Onorski. Yeah. Uh, His birthday today. Is it really? Yep. Hilarious. Happy birthday, Jim Wynorski. He's dead. <laughs> Oh, he's not. Okay, I just want to know. Yeah, he's popping top somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> popping top. Again. There is a. De- it, what do you guys know about Jim Wynorski? I don't know. What do I know about? He's, him? Made, oh. a, he's made a lot of movies. Yes, <laughs> and he's made a lot of movies that you've seen on Cinemax. Later yeah, night. <laughs> a lot of booby movies and a lot of part twos. Yes, <laughs> yes. So what's funny is is everyone's there. Like there are a handful of good movies he's made. This being mm-hmm. one of them. But Jim Wynorski is being known as like a Skinamax guy. Right. right. Uh, there's a great documentary about him called Papatopoulos. <laughs> I'm not saying it's great because it's called Papatopoulos. I'm just saying it just like details his career and how he got to where he is. I think he started with Charles Band and some of those guys. And I think he moved out from that. I think he's done some of the full moon stuff. But uh, he has uh, such films to his credit as Sexy Wives Sensation, <laughs> Busty Coeds versus Lusty Cheerleaders, <laughs> Ghoulies 4, Camel Ooh, Spiders. I hate Ghoulies 4. <laughs> yeah. The Hills Have Thighs. <laughs> One of my favorites is The Bear Winch Project. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot the of the Bresford Wives. Screen, que- screen Queen Hot Tub. Party. Really? Uh, 976 Evil 2, Return of Swamp Thing. So, I mean, he's made some that we'll come across. His some new point. one that was popular on sci fi was uh, Sharkansaw Women's Prison yeah. Massacre. That came out like last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a sci fi movie. I just love the title. The man Shh. likes getting paid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got hundreds of credits to yeah. his name. So, yeah. So, he literally does... hundreds of credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Name, so, I mean, he, he does. He did, like I said. Oh, uh, he made munchies. <laughs> Munchies, yes. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, like you. If you look at his history, you, you'll see ten movies. That you oh, know. the Return yeah. to Swamp. Uh, dude, I'm done. I can't keep going. Yeah, you get a good list. Right. Man. He's uh, Jim Wynorski is just nuts. And Return so, to Swamp thing, man. Like I said, a lot of those ones that you stayed up late to see on Cinemax when you were a kid. You know. So. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, into the synopsis. Uh, this shopping mall has hired not hired purchased they don't, you don't hire robots they have purchased three robots kill bots um to be the security for the mall and so they work with like crazy shutters that go down over the yes yeah. and like yeah like these things that come and shut the doors mm-hmm. and everything like that 
And so they're supposed to be foolproof, you know, like they patrol the mall, but if they know, like if they set, tell you to stop and present identification, every employee in the mall has their ID badge, they can scan it and know it's them. So it's supposed to be pretty foolproof. Well, on the night that this here film takes place, there's an electrical storm and all the killbots go haywire. It's the computer system. It's the computer so it's gets screwed up. So I want to go tell you guys another story about a robot where there's an electrical storm and he comes alive and his name's Johnny five <laughs> short circuit. It's robots like this. They give robots like him a bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. dude. So yeah. what happens is these kids are, uh, these teenagers are having a party. Yeah. yeah. Four couples staying overnight Four couples staying in the restaurant or not restaurant, the, the, uh, the furniture, furniture store. store. Uh, having a party and thinking they're going to get out scot-free while these robots have a different plan in mind. <laughs> so, what'd you guys think? It was everything I wanted it to be. Yes. I had a blast with it. Uh, first and foremost, when we go out for cigarettes, the kill that occurs on the young lady <laughs> is worth the price of admission alone. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, that they all watch through the glass. Uh, but just generally speaking, I had a really good time with it. I love the cast. And I just want to say too, I think this is a great pair uh, pairing with uh, Night of the Comet. Yeah, because you, you have two people from it. Yep, Mary Warnoff early on, she's not really in the movie later right. later on, but right. um, and then obviously Kelly Maroney, right? And then you've got the huge mall theme in the eighties, and I they just those two go great together. This is an eighties mall snapshot. Now, this yeah. is an eighties movie period. Yeah, everything about this movie yeah. screams eighties. Yeah, yeah, and not. No, by no means are we saying this is a a perfect eighties movie like Fright Night, but everything about this movie. Oh is no, no! Eight. I mean, oh, just yeah. the yeah, yeah. The, the fashion, the, yes. the the way they talk, the, the mall, way they, yeah, the arcade, yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Mad Chan, what'd you think of this? Oh man, I dug it. I dug a lot of it. There were some things that were said, like just dialogue choices, just little things that they talked about. Um, Anytime I find my, I think I've brought this up before. Anytime I find myself talking or yelling at the screen, like I'm really into it. I'm just like, why did you come down? You were in higher ground. They didn't know you were there. You know, like, like you guys are dumb. Like, no. So yeah, I, I kind of got into this probably a little more than I should have as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, That's mean, cool just, though. We no, all. No, I mean, like, literally sitting there watching this movie, like, like. He told you to stay up there. They told you to go to the parking garage. No, it's only funny because we all do. <laughs> right. Just right. depends on when. Because they make a lot of bad decisions in this yeah. movie. A lot man, of bad decisions. there's this shit that's said in this movie, man. Like, uh, the girl, he's like, I think there's a pack of camels under the thing. She's like, camels? You know I only smoke Fujin lights. What the fuck are Fujin <laughs> <laughs> camels are still around take that fujin lights I yeah. mean, like but she said it so matter of factly but fujin will... lights if you want to sponsor this show we'd be glad to have you <laughs> first tell me what you are <laughs> Go from there. but my, i think my favorite one i said this to the professor like when we were talking earlier was the the guy goes out to get the woman's cigarettes and the thing comes up he's like show me your id badge or whatever and the guy turns around, he shows up the ID badge, and he looks at it, he's like, Klaatu, Barada, Niktu, bro. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, oh, that's brilliant. That's I so brilliant, I loved it. I loved it. So uh, for those of you sci-fi nerds, horror nerds, for those of you who don't know, that's a phrase from Day the Earth Stood Still. 
1951 Cla- it's Klaatu self failsafe order or from those of you that are younger those are the words that Bruce Campbell's supposed to utter when he opens the Necronomicon and but, also it's also in Return of the Jedi yeah it's every yeah the guards that yeah, are on the, on the skiff yeah yep. it's everywhere man it's a sci-fi nerds thing but the fact that this dude turns around and just waves his hand is like there you go man that's how you know you're in the perfect yeah. this is just a fun movie yeah he's just it, that's great man yeah, it was also in uh charles dickens tale of two cities <laughs> oh yeah that's right that's right i have to go back to the root <laughs> continue <laughs> the roots yes mm-hmm. oh wow it's also written in the psalms <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, when the when the alien ships came down and gave the commandments to Moses, <laughs> that was actually inscribed on the back. He aliens. got he got yeah. off his dinosaur. Aliens. <laughs> you know, the Earth's only 6,000 years old. Some would say. Uh, no, but this was a to fun those, movie. To those of you still here. Uh, <laughs> no, but this was a fun movie, man. It just, that, like I said, him just uttering those three words, just turning around. Bro, it's just fun. Yeah. I like the little uh, tip, like the little nod towards Westworld, uh, the original mm-hmm. from the 70s, is yeah. where absolutely nothing can go wrong. Yeah. And I noticed they said that early on. Yeah. It's like, well, clearly it is going to go wrong. Great Yul Brenner movie. Yes. Westworld. Oh, man, that's a doozy. And so to all you anti-gun enthusiasts out there, this is the reason we need to keep our guns. <laughs> we can't let old Bammy take them from us because when the... When the robots revolt, we got to be able to blow them up and stuff. That's right. That's right. There's so much about this movie that I was just like, that's amazing. It did work, but they tried. They tried. I love it. Man. Lord help them, they tried. Those robots are indestructible, man. Yeah. Like, for the most part. I mean, they end up destroying them, but I mean, it was <laughs> they're indestructible. Get, they end up destroying them. No, but I mean, them, he shoots them. Unless you got the a thing, golf cart. He shoots them. You know, he's just sitting there shooting them, and they, they take all this firepower on them, and they blow them up and drop them down things, and they just keep coming back, dude. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Hey, man. Robots are the future. What are you thinking about doing now that you've graduated? What about robotics? <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously though, when they kill that girl, serious, they all watching the glass and real head. fast. And it lo- it still explode. looks good. Yeah, thirty years later. Oh man, oh, I, it caught it catches my attention every time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. But first, let's rewind just a little bit. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, let's talk about the party that these kids are having. Um, who has ever just been in like a giant room with beds, uh, having sex with all your friends, having sex around you? My notes say guts fest. Like, <laughs> oh God. like <laughs> let's be honest, man. That ain't real life. Now, are these supposed to be married couples or high school? The one couple, the one not that, not married. that all married couples bang together, but. I mean, that at least makes it a little better if they're a little older. <laughs> it took me out of the film. Yeah. The one couple is married. We find that out. The couple that run the garage, they yeah. are married. Right, right, right. So yeah. they are. And then the one couple meets for the first time that night. Yeah. And the other two, as far as I knew, they were just hookups. You right. know, just getting together to hook up. They were dating or hookup couples. What about that dude chomping his damn gum, dude? Oh, I want to punch that kid so bad. Chopping ball. Oh! <laughs> Professor showed us live video of the head explosion. Oh, there it so goes again, good. So But good. no, dude, I'm with you. Like, but, like, I was like, really? Like, this is what's up? Yeah. Is this, uh, I don't even think they did this in the 80s. I'm not sure. It's but... more of a 60s thing. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it seems yeah. like a little bit of a reach to, to 
stay overnight in a hotel to do that. <laughs> or a, 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 mall. a mall, yeah. yeah. Like, Sorry, hotels where you would actually <laughs> right. do that. But yeah, so, I, I agree. It's like, yeah. oh, let's come into my dad's store and bang on all these beds, on all the right stuff that I'm going to other. Have, yeah. that I'm yeah. gonna with, have to replace With high-tech security and potentially on camera for someone. At what right. point did they think that was a good room. idea? Yeah, dude. exactly. These... You know what? Screw these people. You know what? I'm <laughs> over this movie. This sucks. Screw this it. no good. No good. Jim Wynorski, you've lost your mind. We're like yeah. crapping Jim Wynorski loses his mind a lot yeah. in movies. Yeah, this is only the iceberg of him losing his oh, mind. Oh, man. The Bear um, Witch Project. Only the tip of the iceberg. Um, Crapping ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said earlier, I was very excited when Dick Miller popped up. Yeah. Anytime Dick Miller shows up in a movie, you're like, oh, it's Dick Miller. Right. He's so good. He's and so it's not good. Joe Dante's movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Crazier. It's not even Joe, yeah, right. Right. There's a new documentary about him called, like, That Guy, Dick Miller. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Gee, hell, he goes all the way back to horror movies in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. Long legacy. So, um, what's the name of the company that built these fucking robots? Is it Skynet? I mean, these things are out of control, yeah, son. Man. I don't know. Sharper image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sky Mall. Yeah, they, they eventually bring you drinks and things. Yeah. But seriously, like, uh, the robots themselves for the time, I mean, they, they, they looked really cool. They man. did. They did, and they handled the robots very well. Uh, the lasers, yeah. when they're shooting the lasers, is pretty... Yeah. Pretty well handled. Yeah, it doesn't look bad at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It holds up pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, they make all the stupid mistakes that people make in horror Always. movies. Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's not a perfect movie, but it's a blast. Um, I don't have many notes, except for, you know, the final kill shot when she says, have a nice day. Because that's what they say every time they kill somebody. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, have every time nice they day. killed somebody, it was like, have a nice day. Have a nice day. Yeah. So... Uh, I thought I, I was going to be a smart ass. I was sitting there with uh, Jay and uh, I was like, why don't they just run upstairs, run up the escalator. They can't get up the escalator. And then they purposely show yeah. you the shot of the robot coming up the escalator. I was like, <laughs> yeah. damn it. Then they on the them. escalator again. <laughs> that <laughs> robot is back on the escalator. <laughs> I just did every time I thought I was like, well, they're shut down. They can't take the, oh, they're in the elevator. I mean, every time I thought I had a solution for these people to get away. Yeah. I got into this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, final thoughts, Professor. Uh, it's a blast. Definitely check it out if you have any interest. Uh, at this point, by the time it's airing, it should be out on Blu-ray or getting close to. Um, and one thing I do like I want to mention is that we don't have an insane amount of robots. I like that the viewer hat can wrap around the fact that we only have three yeah. to deal with, which I think is more engaging plot wise as we go along instead of just incessantly trying to overcome a crowd of them. So yeah, check it out. I had a blast with it. Uh, Matt Chan. Oh man. I def yeah, definitely watch it, man. Like I had a, like I, I keep saying I had a blast with it. it. It's a fun movie. It gives you something. I mean, it gives you something to cheer at. Yeah. And uh, this was a big year for robots. I made that little joke earlier. Uh, 1986 was the same year that Short Circuit came out. Oh, okay. I wonder when Robot Jocks came out. Oh, Probably cool. a little later. Boy, robot Jocks? Andy Lester loved Robot Jocks. That's Stuart Gordon. Yeah. Yep. It's a decent flick. 1989. Yeah. Okay. A little okay. bit later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a failure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, folks, check out Chopping Mall. Yeah, yeah check it out. Guys. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's bonkers, but it's a lot of fun. So, 
All right, rounding third and heading home to what's uh, definitely a fun camping movie, but our most serious of the episode. Definitely, man. Match mm-hmm. in. Uh, Popcorn, <laughs> 1991, directed by Mark Harrier, uh, written by Alan Ornsby, starring the lovely Jill Sholin, mm-hmm. the beautiful Dee Wallace, uh, the funny Derek Rydell, and the uh, handsome. the charismatic Kelly Joe Minter. All right. Yeah. Give us the synopsis. Okay, so Maggie is having weird dreams. Um, she's dreaming about this guy. This who this guy, not like Freddy Krueger, but she's dreaming about this guy and these weird things that are happening, death and suicide and cultish type dreams. And she's waking up and she's writing these things down for a screenplay. We find out that Maggie is a film student. She's going to a film school in uh, California. Yeah. And when she comes into class, her class as a ways of making money. Or was it a fundraiser? Is that what it is? But her class has decided that yeah. they're going to yeah. put on yeah. a William Castle style film festival mm-hmm. to raise money. And then... After any proceeds that are left over after the film festival, the students may get a chance to make their own film. So everybody kind of jumps on board with this, and that's kind of where we go. There's an old there's an old archaeolite type theater that they fix up. They bring back. They bring in um, the guy from Get Smart. <laughs> what is his name? I was, oh, but anyway, they Ray Walston. I'm sorry, Ray. Yeah, they bring in Ray, and uh, he is a guy. Who has kept these props from these movies from back in the heyday? So, for those of you who don't know, William Castle, um, House on Haunted Hill, The Tingler, uh, these type movies, in the theater, they would always have gags. Like in The Tingler, they had little things on your chair that when The Tingler came up, they would shock you. Or from, and during House on Haunted Hill, there's a scene where a skeleton comes down. Like towards the end of the movie, there's a and there would be a skeleton that drops from the ceiling and moves around, and it was just gags, things you could do. And if you want a better look at this, go watch a movie with John Goodman called Matinee. Yeah, I it it's really fantastic. I love it. Um, so that's what they decide they want to do. They're gonna have like a horror slash sci fi night where, and that guy has the props that they can use for these movies. Yep. Um, thoughts. Let's go around the table. That's just a breakdown of what's going on to a point, and then we'll go further. Um, man, this movie was fun. Yeah. It was good and a lot more serious than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. This is my first viewing, so it's the first time I'd seen it. Uh, this was my second viewing. Um, it's, it's right up my alley because I love fun, but I yeah. also love getting a little dark. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, we'll go, I don't want to give away anything just yet on why, but there's some specific things about how that they do in this film. That's kind of unique that I love. Um, but yeah, it's one of those ones where, uh, I mentioned synapse is going to re- release it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. I hope that's legit and, and comes to fruition because this movie deserves a legit good release instead of people having to, you know, just buy, you know, muddy bootlegs of it right at the conventions, which is what I have. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's what I watched. Yeah. So. so, but yeah, this was second viewing had just as much fun, if not more than the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, um, I want to say, first off, one thing I love, 
is the awesome 80s work montage oh, of getting yeah. the theater ready. <laughs> it reminded me of that work montage in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, when he's working at the, yep. the, toy, the toy store, store. and like the thumbs up. It's and... like one shade below Hearts on Fire and Rocky. <laughs> yeah, See, right. I got the other one. I got the uh, I got the Revenge of the Nerds. That's why I started, you oh, know, yeah. when they clean up the house. Uh-huh. Yep, totally, exactly. Like, so, so I love that 80s work montage. Um... Let's see. I mean, do we want to start like jumping into the kills and the killings, or? Okay, so the, with the during pulling out all the props and things for their film festival, they find a canister oh, that right. says "Do not open." Good call. We definitely need to. They, it this. says "Do not open." So they say, "Well, what do you want to do? Well, let's open it." And no, they cool. find a small thirty-five mil reel that they take and play, and what it is is it's a film called. The Possessor. And The Possessor was a film that was made by a cult leader. Was it a decade before? About a, a decade before or yeah. so. Maybe a little bit more. And um, this man showed this movie. The, it was a cult of film people. And when he showed The Possessor, he locked the doors to the theater and killed people and made sacrifices on the stage while the film was going on and then set the theater on fire. Yeah. We got to tell that part because Most that's definitely. a major part of this film. And he was going to sacrifice his daughter. Yes. Who is our main protagonist. Jill Sholin, yes. Yes. We find out that Jill Sholin, who we think her mother is D. Wallace, uh, I was going to say D Wallace Stone. It's D Wall. We think her mother is D Wallace, and um, we come to find out D Wallace was a member of the cult. Um, Jill Sholin, the reason she's been having the bad dreams about Lanyard, the guy's name was Lanyard. The reason <laughs> she's been having these bad dreams about the possessor is because it was her father, and she actually lived it. Yep. So, and her mother, D Wallace, was the one who rescued her. Or I mean, her, her, her yeah, yeah, her, her surrogate mother. Yeah. Was the one who rescued her. And killed, shot and killed Lanyard, or so we think. Right. Right on, man. So, they watch Possessor. <coughs> Even more weird stuff keeps happening. And now, the dreams have intensified. Now, her surrogate mother, Dee Wallace, disappears. That's right. Because she goes, after getting these obscene phone calls... <laughs> And she arrives at the theater, and it says Possessor is showing. And then she gets murdered. But we don't know who it is yet. Mm. <laughs> it does get dark, and it goes it goes in places. It's way more than Popcorn Camp, yeah. like you would expect from a movie called Popcorn. Yeah. yeah. It kind of goes there. So what we do for the next hour and 25 minutes is we intertwine with... These kids sh- having their film festival and people enjoying the gags to our killer working his way in and out throughout the crowd, stalking and stalking and killing off people, our characters in this movie in different ways. It's it's actually very well done. I enjoyed this movie. Professor? Um, I, I love that we see extended amounts of the movies they're showing because yes. so we keep pulling it back yeah. to this fun, like Friday night feel to it. You know what I mean? The movie just maintains that. So it never lets it get too heavy, but I like that it does get heavy. We just, we keep balancing back and forth, like reminding the audience, like, Hey, we're still having fun, but this is messed up. We're having fun, 
but it's messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> another thing, the guy, the first thing that I think of is Charles Manson. Uh, yeah. In oh, terms very, of very oh, Landry, yeah. In terms of uh, Manson, yeah. rejected artist who kind of, I mean, it's different in this case, but it reminds me of that because obviously Manson tried to make a music career and was laughed at because mm-hmm. it was, let's be honest, horrible. If right. you've ever heard the music, it's just God awful. Um, so I, that reminded me of that. Um, but I, I love just the tone of the film. Like I said, how we keep going back and forth from the film to the audience to the kills. Now, do we want to talk about the kills and what's going on with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's go into that. Okay. Here is what I love about it. And what I feel is most important of it. The, each person we watch ki- be killed is killing the next person. Uh, yeah. Yes. And that to me is the most unique thing about this film. I mean, the rest of it's great and all, but that's what sets this up in terms of it, of why you would want to mention it to somebody to watch. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we get foreshadowing from the cover art. Yep. Cover art is like a skeleton holding, holding a face right. on a stick sort of idea. Like, Oh, that's funny. You know, it's, it's whatever. Should I go ahead and spoil it? I think in order for us to talk about it, we've got to, we have to. Yeah. Yeah. So we find out we, we, we are led to believe they do a really good red herring job. We think mm-hmm. it is going to be lanyard. Right. We think that's going to absolutely happen. We find out it's not lanyard is dead. Yeah. Lanyard and is legit. Dead. My favorite red. Spoilers. Herring, yeah. My favorite red herring was, I really thought it was going to be uh Ray Walston. Me too. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be Ray Walston. I've aged from something uh-huh. back when this happened. Yep. Exactly. And find out that's not true. In fact, it turns out to be Toby, the pizza delivery guy from the beginning of the story. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it's Toby, Toby. who was her, her classmate, right? Love, yep. take yeah. me down to the streets. That's <laughs> a wing song. Toby, and that's something I didn't mention, uh, played by Tom Villard, does an amazing job in this movie. He man. does. He died three years after this. Yeah. Oh, wow. age, age 40. That's a bummer, man. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, for, thanks for bumming me. But out. it's important to remember how good he was in this. Oh, definitely, yeah. man. If you and uh, man, you guys might remember him if you don't uh, give you. He's one of the brothers from One Crazy Summer. Yep. That's what I always knew him from was One Crazy Summer. So, so Toby is her classmate, and was he? He was love interest, wasn't he? No, no. Toby no. was the guy that we find uh, out later that the one girl liked, but nobody liked. Toby right. was just the film buff. He was the guy who wanted to put on the show in the first place. Yeah. He brought in Ray's character. He That's set right. everything up. That's right. Like, this was all his idea, and we find out well, all that was foreshadowing yeah. for the, the thing he was trying to do later. Right. Right. Now, so, so, Toby is, in fact... Um, he was there the night. He's a victim of the fire. He's a victim of the fire because of Lanyard yep. and everything that happened that night. And so he is mad at our protagonist mm-hmm. because he's like, somehow it's her fault. Yep. And Toby believes that by showing the, by recreating the events of that night and doing the same things that were done in the possessor film 10 years before his mother won't die this time. He says that specifically. Yeah, this time she so. won't die. Burnt your brain, boy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we got to oh, point out, oh, the, he's, yeah, he's very. He's horribly burned. Horribly right. burned. But, so the face we've known from early on. 
as no different than what we're seeing later on. It's, right. With it's the all, different ones. It's all a ruse, man. It's all a so mask. That's one that's an important point to bring up is that Toby is horribly burned, but he always wears masks. Like he became a master mask maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, His love for these films. He knows, you know, right. how to make these. Right. These so they never knew he was wearing a mask because uh, he looked real. Yeah, but then as he has gone on through the night, he's made masks of the people he's killed. Yeah, after he kills him, he makes the mold, and then to go on to kill the next person. So kind of Which, threw me back to tourist trap. Yeah, it was good, man. I, it, it, I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. They kind of show you it in the trailer because I watch. I try to watch the trailers when I can before I watch the movies, and you get to see the floating faces in the trailer. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the hell? Because I thought it was more of a supernatural movie. Because they kept, because in the trailer they mislead you with all the possessor stuff. Yeah. So I didn't know what the hell right. was going on. It ended up being a really cool slasher. Now, am I mistaken? Is this the same theater that it happened in, or is that is it not? I don't I think know. so. I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't. I didn't take that because they. I thought there's a comment that that one burnt down, not okay. just burnt, but burnt down. This was just an old theater that nobody was using anymore. Okay. That had what they were looking for. And then is also another motive for him being after Jill Sholin because she's the daughter. Yeah, he uh yeah. she was supposed to die. Right. Had she Okay. He feels like if she would have died, he would have got burned. Yeah, none of that would have happened even though we know we know from the outside that all that like, was going to happen the, anyway. So right. Killing her isn't just revenge for who hurt him, it's also finishing the play. Yeah, it's, yes. he wants to finish what was going on cuz he like really he wanted feels wanted to make like, sure we explain that. Yeah, yeah, he just wanted to make sure that he felt like if she dies and he recreates everything else. His mother is somehow going to come back to life. He's, he's lost it at this point. And he keeps having visions of his mom and this white horse. And they're like trying to lead. <laughs> That's a Halloween to Rob Zombie. Too. Lots of masks in that movie too. <laughs> Not as good. I had the guy from one crazy summer. But, it's actually right. Zach Wilde. Some more random points we've got on this one. So, uh, I want to bring up one of my, one thing that I thought was really creepy is the, the first chick that he kills and, uh, is like manipulating her like a puppet. Yep. Oh my gosh. That was so creepy. That's what reminded me of tourist trap. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Is moving the the mannequins and the the actions of the mannequins. Like I was like, Oh gosh, that's creepy. I didn't like it. And when you watch the movie, you've seen her before in a league of their own because you've all seen that. I love a league of their own. No, she's the one. She's the picture, the blonde-haired one. Also, it took me uh, a long time to figure that out myself. Oh yeah, the really pretty one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's the picture. Um, Kit. No, no, not Gina <laughs> Davis's sister. The blonde. No, no the blonde picture. Oh, okay. she, yeah, she's a picture. Um, this also reminds me of uh, Beverly Hills Cop Three, John Landis movie, <laughs> when he's got the guy knocked out on the railroad tracks. He <laughs> went that way. He's pointing <laughs> yeah. his arm. Um, I like I that like it's. So do I. I uh, I like <laughs> I that it's too. not really gory. Right. This movie doesn't rely on some of the, um, you know, the easy outs yeah. that that horror films have used in the last decade. They're they're really in a lot of that. Like yeah. this is something you could play for a young child totally. for the most part, and they could be spooked out by. Um, I also want to address the reggae band, <laughs> yes. which is incredibly bizarre. And I looked it up, and the reason that is is because it was filmed in Jamaica. The film was, and it just kind of happened, and they embraced it. Like, they had this band come in and play just as a filler for all the teenage kids. Like, 
you know, like a, a music band playing would be fun when you're running a marathon of movies. Cause when I was, I remember the first time I watched this going, what? <laughs> it's like, it was like, it's like, I get it. The like reggae got kind of big in the nineties, but this is 91. This seems a little, uh, a little extreme, but yeah, it was because I filmed it in Jamaica. Well, and you're a reggae snob. Yeah, you, that's true. You, you're like, this band is garbage. Shaggy or bust. Hey, no, no, no popcorn, no cry. Right? Look at this, look at that. No, oh, shaggy. No Mr. Lobo Lobo. No I remember. Uh, one other see. random note, not even pertinent to this film, but Mosquito, one of the films they're showing, oh, was actually made four years later with Gunnar Hansen. Really? There's actually a movie called Mosquito. Hilarious. But it, it didn't exist yet when they did this. <laughs> I, clearly, I'm sure it had nothing to do with inspiration from what's in this. Right. But, uh, another ridiculous horror movie to watch. Oh, dude, the gags were just perfect, man. When the giant mosquito comes out, that was a, that was a trip. I like that. I like things like that. I'd love yeah. to open the William Castle style. Oh, totally. Theater, totally, that's fun. They or at least go to one, man. Around. What about the the stench? You know oh, how yeah. they had those things? The yeah, there was like, like, what's that? Well, this one's dead body. It's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> they had the weirdest sense. You know, yeah, fun. and they dump it out. And it's, yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was great. I love when he's going to kill the one gal and he, he puts her in Iron Maiden. And he says, you thought Iron Maiden was a heavy metal band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He puts Joe Shul- yeah, she's at the dress on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought Iron Maiden was a heavy metal band. <laughs> it's good. Oh man, there's the cover art for Mosquito. <laughs> Great. Great. Which, by the way, she was in a number of other horror movies. Jill Sholin. Really? It's like Phantom yeah. of the Opera with Robert England, The Stepfather, uh yeah, Joe, Stranger Calls Back. Dude, if you have not seen, if you have not seen The Stepfather with Terry Quinn, man, check that out. Jill Sholin's amazing, but Terry Quinn is amazing in that movie, guys. Come on. What is Terry Quinn not? <laughs> seriously man all right back on track Sorry. wrapping up popcorn uh, yeah. tell him what he can and final thoughts do. and notes oh i'm i'm down i love popcorn. i recommend this to anyone yeah all uh, all crowds of i love the ending because i called it for once uh he uh, the 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 hero who's he was really a jerk through the whole movie but then he's a hero at the end mm-hmm. uh he comes like sliding in on the rope to yeah. stop the guy and then i go the mosquito. They're going to use the mosquito because I thought he yeah. was going to kill him. But then the right. mosquito flies in and stabs the killer in the chest. I was still holding on for the guy. So I'm with you. I didn't quite get there, man. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, final thoughts on popcorn. Oh, like I said, man, lo- love it. So love it. check it out. I hope looking forward to the Blu-ray release. And like I said, I recommend this to any level of uh, horror fans. This isn't like an obscure watch or hardcore or just yeah but those people that like those can enjoy this too anybody can enjoy popcorn this is fun and we previously talked about a movie fade to black yeah i think this is a more accessible version of fade to black i would totally agree it pl- it hits a lot of the same tropes <laughs> no um not the same concept per se right. but hits a lot of those same tropes right. and i think this is a more fun and accessible fade to black and i like fade to black yeah right. i'm not saying anything bad it's much it. less psychological yes yeah yeah this is definitely a lot more and this isn't a campy movie but it's a campier right it's a perfect movie. name it's a good popcorn movie yeah. like this is a fun friday night totally. movie totally and if you love reggae you gotta yeah. check this one <laughs> oh my god can we watch the stepfather <laughs>
All right, so wrapping up another fun no. episode of the Monster Mash. Hey, oh, before wait. we wrap up, do you, you want to give the folks the news? Hey, we've got a big announcement. This is no joke this time, a big announcement. And you folks are going to need to head on over to www.midwestmonsters.net for all your Midwest Monsters news. But this is an exclusive just for you. <laughs> hey, guys, I, I paid for that website. I got, you got you to use it, man. <laughs> um. So, this uh, <laughs> I was doing MTV news with the Megadeth thing. Megadeth. Uh, anyway, last night. Oh, yeah, right. Um, so, hey, we are very proud of our good friend, Mad Chan, who has been a, a faithful uh, employee of Habitat for Humanity, but has also just scored a new job. And uh, really looking forward to the new opportunities that's going to bring him. But that brings some changes for the Midwest Monsters podcast. Yep. And, uh, hey, monsters never say die, no. you know? So, <laughs> monsters also work full-time. <laughs> that's right. Mon- uh, we don't have podcasts. Or, I mean, podcasts. We don't have sponsors. It's late, folks. Yeah, we don't have sponsors, uh, which if you're into books and you're on the road a lot, <laughs> check out Audible. No, joking. Tired of buying razors. <laughs> um, you, so, have you ever felt unfresh? Oh, dear. <laughs> So, uh, we're going to work out a new thing. You remember some friends from previous episodes like Hot Toddy or Just Todd, whatever you want to call right, him. Right. And you remember Rye Bones. Rye Bones. You remember Vinny. Just Vinny. These are just a few folks that we will be bringing you in the future because now we will be rotating episodes based on our availability. Uh, there are times that uh, Professor and I can get together and podcast. There are times that Mad Chan and I can get together and podcast. And there are times that Professor and Mad Chan can get together and podcast. And all of these times, we will be bringing you another host. Yes. Uh, Rybones, Hot Toddy, Vinny, and some new hosts. You guys know Hot Toddy, Rybones, and Vinny as monsters already. Yeah. But we'll yes. be bringing some new folks onto the show some new perspectives, and we will try our hardest to get the three of us together at least a couple times a year to record a few episodes each time. Um, because we'll still be in the mix. We'll still make that happen. But we think this is a fun new opportunity. We're going to try some new formats, some new uh, show ideas, and uh, we're really optimistic about it. Yeah, and we're going to want to hear your feedback on these yeah, things. Yeah, now more than ever. Yeah. Give us feedback. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love working together, and we're still going to work together, just not all three of us at the same time as Every frequently time, as right. we'd like to. But we're also excited to know that uh, new people bring new perspectives, and uh, trying out new stuff is always fun. So, uh, And uh, make sure, I mean, you guys get at us on the Instagrams. Yeah. Uh, what's the Instagrams? Uh, it's just the Midwest monsters with spaces in between them. Are we still on the Twitters? Yep. I, everything I put up on Instagram goes on Twitter. Um, I'm active on there more if people reach out to me. I don't post incessantly, but anything I post on Instagram goes on to there. But yeah, if you ever want to tweet at me, um, I will definitely respond to you. Uh, or relay it to one of these two gents. And we also still on the Facebooks. We so are. you guys, uh, we want to hear that feedback and we want to uh, show ideas, different things you might want to hear. Um, we're looking forward to that, man. We're, we're going to move into a new time. We're going to move into more some more things. Um, you're not getting less monsters. You're getting more monsters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more. That's, that you, yeah. We're not going away. We're actually going to, there's going to be more of us and there's going to be more content and more things to cover and more people and we're actually really looking forward to this. We're yes. expanding after yeah. after seventy some episodes, eight 
we're expanding. Now, we're growing guys. the franchise. Yeah. Right. We yeah thank growing. you for being with us for the first 78 that we've done. So yeah. you make it worth the fun and we look forward to you sticking with us as we head in different directions. It'll be a good time. Absolutely. Right Very cool. To uncharted territory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to infinity. <laughs> and beyond. To the next step. To the All next right. Step. <laughs> Very good. That's a good one. That's our American let's, pie. Let's just, let's just keep doing tropes here. Let's just <laughs> to the final frontier. <laughs> to boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> All right. So wrapping it up for. There's for... a snake in my book. <laughs> Was I you ate the sheep shit? <laughs> That's why we're splitting up. Uh, <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> right. Just get so, my crosshairs, you fire fart son of a no, bitch. No, no. That's it. That's the end. So for the Midwest Monsters, I am Grizzly Abner, joined by Mad Chan, Professor Wagstaff. Hey, brothers and sisters. Stay scary. See you soon, guys.